voice first is such a, a powerful term because I feel that people can misconstrue that term as being voice only. It doesn't mean voice only, but it does mean you should be able to interact with your app without the need of any visual aid. So can you still provide a great voice experience without any visuals? And, and you can add voice to your marketing budget, just as you would with social media. The trends are out there with there being more and more interactions with voice assistants, which means that we'll get to a point where it will be as popular as mobile. We have to acknowledge that. Really look at how you can make a voice experience that would benefit or complement your brand. Welcome to the Sound in Marketing Podcast. Alarna Chet is an Alexa champion, Samsung Bixby premier partner and senior software engineer at Matchbox.io. She began her voice journey creating voice applications on Alexa, winning competitions and hackathons for her applications such as Music Bop Adventures. This episode is part two of my interview with Alarna. Welcome back to the show. Definitely think that, uh, as you see, Dave, Amazon made that um, echo loop, so it's on your finger, and also the echo frame. So I, I definitely feel like we're, we're getting to a point where voice will be integrated into everyday objects and you'll be able to talk to it wherever you go. Like you don't have, just have to rely on a smart speaker. Yeah, I find it interesting too, uh, and I'll be delving into this as well, but like smart technology, how your refrigerator can talk to your oven. Um, mm. <laughs> it's so bizarre to me that like you won't have to touch <laughs> anything. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Apart from, your, your, you know, the kettle, uh, the you have that issue where they have, you can turn on your, your kettle but you still have to fill the water. Now, if they could come up with a good uh, case for filling up your water, <laughs> or even like you said, with, with the oven, it's nice, you can turn on the oven, but you still have to put the food in the oven. So. Well, we might just yeah. have to suck it up and do a few things for ourselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what are some of the trends that you're seeing in the creative of voice first apps? Are there any unique features that a brand has come up with to market themselves differently? Yeah, I I was I was thinking about this actually because um especially in the entertainment industry, um I've seen it with Disney and Sony, they have a very good example. They they've looked at new means of marketing their movies, for example. Spider-Man Homecoming, uh when that was coming out, they made an, an Alexa app called Spider-Man. And from that, you could have interactive content like quizzes, behind the scenes, interviews, jokes, and that was a new way to promote their movie on the side. And uh, like Disney as well, they, they've done it with their movie, The Incredibles 2, Star Wars and Infinity War, but they went down the direction of making it more game-like. So not really promoting the movie as such, but making that movie, um, stay in your minds but also include a bit includes bits where if you watch the movie you can then interact with the content even more so I definitely think that they showed a good way of doing that the idea of using the platform not solely as a platform but to drive mm. you to their product is very smart because it's all about diversity, right? Um, mm. I, I really feel like voice is not going to uh, eliminate anything. It's enhancing. And um, that's just a great example of 
you know, finding another platform to advertise yourself on, being creative and entertaining and um, connecting with an audience, either an existing audience or a new audience, and then pulling them over into the engagement that you want them to engage in. I think that that's really very smart. Uh, Another one that I heard about was the Westworld maze. I haven't done this one. I haven't watched Westworld, so. Very, very, very good show. Um, But yes, they they did a, a Westworld maze activity I guess where you if you know the care I think it's more geared towards already fans but um, Mm. they could navigate this adventure and they had some 20 or 30 character voices on there and so you had your own adventure on smart speaker I thought that was smart what would you consider some best practices of building for voice first so for example if a company were to come to matchbox and say I want something (laughs) uh, and they had no clue what would be kind of some of the the first steps that you would or someone at Matchbox would suggest? Yeah, I would always say that voice first is such a, a powerful term because I feel that people can misconstrue that term as being voice only, um, but whereas it, it kind of doesn't mean that. It, it means, it doesn't mean voice only but it does mean you should be able to interact with your app without the need of any visual aid. So can you still provide a great voice experience without any visuals? And and you can, I mean, I would say my main point with a uh, voice first experience is that you look at the user. Is this user a new user, an existing user or a user that comes back occasionally? And you should deliver those experiences for each of those use cases. And an existing user wouldn't want to constantly hear the same thing uh, when they enter the app because they would already know what to do by then. And I definitely think the key is don't bombard them with too much information as immediately you can lose interest, especially if there's no visual aid to help them. It's like listening to uh, a lecture or something. You, you, you kind of doze off after a while if you're you're talking especially if you're using the voice assistant's uh, native voice and it's such a monotone um a monotone it has such a monotone delivery then you'll definitely lose interest and i I, what i like to do is play this game where if i have a question can i get the answer i'm looking for and sometimes i can and other times i'd need to google it because I'm not getting the answer that I need and I'm getting too much. And all I wanted to ask was a simple question. So content is key. And I I think I'll I'll leave it at that. But content is the key. I agree. I think also there needs to be a strategy because I think if people are just um, being tactical, saying, oh, voice is like the new best thing and it doesn't fit in their current marketing strategy, it's going to flop. <laughs> I mean, maybe it won't, yeah. but I think the chances of it flopping are better because you're, um, you're reacting rather than, you know, reasoning. What would you say are some of the biggest downfalls that you've seen in brands using voice incorrectly? And that could be with Matchbox or just in general, what you have experienced. I think it's kind of like maybe the race to 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 get there first sometimes that can be a good thing sometimes that can be a bad thing obviously we're competing on a platform on well many different platforms now where you're trying to get these consumers but um at the same time 
you want to make sure that you're the first to bring out this, the first to bring out that. But sometimes maybe the focus should be on one great app that can that can be a success story or you risk making loads of different little apps just so that you cover every different use case. Like we all know that uh, in voice, the probably the most popular use cases are sound apps, like helping people get to sleep or anything like daily content, which encourages people to come back. They're always probably the most successful ones because it it's continued usage. And, and so I think that people, when, when you do get another platform, because well, like you know Sam, with Samsung Bixby it was fairly new last year again the it's good to kind of go on go on a new platform put those in but make sure you're making it uh, a quality experience so don't belittle the experience that you're giving to the user because they they will go away yeah and I mean <clears throat> if you think about an experience of any kind uh you know, if it is attached to visual, if the sound quality is terrible, you're turned off. It makes a big difference. Mm. And I think that that would go along to your your point. If you don't have good content, it's going to have a bad response. Yeah. And, and even those even though those that make such a, a good experience, don't stop there. Continue updating it uh, just as you would with a mobile app because there's a lot of experiences that haven't been touched in years and the potential's there to keep going. So I definitely say continue to update with your app with new features that might help you along the way. Well, and I would imagine since this is such a new industry, updates are happening constantly. So you could be left behind, try and be the first yeah. one, but you just leave it there. You could be left behind in seconds. Yeah. It's, and that you, you said it now on the head there is that, because this is not just um, an experiment for us third-party developers. It's actually an experiment for the platform. So they'll, they'll be constantly making new updates, changing stuff around, and you've got to be quick to, to update that as well. So, What would be the best advice you would give to a brand or a company that wants to explore voice apps in their marketing strategy? Yeah, I, I would say add voice to your marketing budget. Um, just as you would with social media, because the trends are out there with there being more and more interactions with voice assistants, which means that which means that we'll get to a point where it will be as popular as mobile, I believe. And um, we have to acknowledge that we're always looking for the easiest way to do things. And if your brand can is enabled to do that, then really look at how you can make a voice experience that would benefit or complement your brand. I'm always curious about, I'm in California and you're obviously mm -hmm. in the UK. Uh, do you see a difference in like voice usage continent-based or globally, nationally? What, what's the difference between where you are and what you've seen worldwide? Yeah, I definitely think, and I've always said this, uh, cultures are so different, completely different. Like we may speak the same language, but we, we, we all, we definitely have different um, interests, which you can see. A good example is sports. We like, uh, you say soccer, we like football. And um, I, I, obviously I, I can't speak for Americans, but 
I don't think soccer is as popular over here as it is over there. I think, is it like baseball or American football or uh, what would you um, consider to be the biggest sports? For here, well, I'm not a sports person at all, but I would say like football would be the biggest one. Football or basketball. American yeah, so football, you yeah. see already that's it. You already someone making an experience for sports, you need to cater that hey, football is the biggest in America, but soccer is the biggest in the UK. I have to accommodate for that. And um, that that's just one example in sports. Again, with music and all the different uh, genres and departments, it'll be very different. You can actually see in the Amazon store, if you look at every different uh, country or locale um, in the Amazon Alexa skill store, you'll see what's trending and what's popular and it'll be completely different in the US compared to the UK or even in India or Japan. So yeah, it's very different. I would be curious if the um, voice applications that are more focused on um, sounds and music, if they would be trending more equally globally, you know, like if it was um, an app for ambient sound, I wonder if the, the, the amount of takers over the world would be level you know what I mean because sound and music would be more universal than an actual message with words yeah I definitely think that because at the end of the day everyone needs to sleep and people struggle to sleep and uh, those ambient sounds and they really help people get to sleep so it makes sense that those would be like top of the board all around what excites you the most about what is going on in the voice community, whether it be technical or um, community-based? What is the most exciting thing to you that's happening right now? I think um, where what's going to happen with voice in the car, and I, I've, I've touched upon this before, I just think that it'll be really cool to see some experiences in the car that will be so prominent to everyday use and everyday life Um, because I feel like we've dominated the smart speakers now we've kind of established ourselves and we've kind of turned and and said hey we have voice in the home with smart speakers but what about in the car and I, I truly believe that it's well obviously when everyone is in their rush hour and um, they're doing a school run. Where can we make an experience for, for, for that? Where can we make a good experience for, for times like those um, where people spend hours just in, in the car traveling up and down? So that, that's the hot spot there. Yeah, that is definitely interesting. I wonder if also uh, sound in cars could draw in more of the communicative experience uh if if maybe they make it less of an isolated experience that a lot of like headphone uh, experiences would be I wonder if they Mm. could draw the the car experience into something else like for instance if a family was going on a road trip or if people were carpooling to work like how can we this is something that I'm kind of passionate about is like how can we make this what it was a hundred years ago when people would gather around a radio and listen to their radio shows at night with their family Um, I feel like there's a real 
opportunity here to bring people together in a real way. So mm. we'll see what happens. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Alarna, for joining me today. It's been very fascinating talking to you. And you. Thank you for having me. So many possibilities with voice apps and voice-first technology. You don't want to miss this opportunity to get in on this industry from the ground floor. For more of the Sound in Marketing podcast, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and share. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. For inquiries on producing and developing your own podcast, or for inquiries on sonic branding and sonic branding consultation availabilities, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.